I'm Dan Dews. And I'm Meredith Kelly. The hosts of Little Listener's Lounge. Be prepared to listen and learn about the magic of kids' podcasts. We talk to hosts, creators, producers, and writers and peek behind the scenes of their work. We've had some amazing guests. The deputy director of NASA. Everybody pretending to run away from a T-Rex. Is this what jellyfish are made out of? I see Lincoln's underpants. Join us to learn something new about some of your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to Little Listener's Lounge wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, before we begin the story, we want to give a big shout out to some of our wonderful Patreon supporters, Sam and Eli from Seattle. We had a great review from one of our listeners in Australia named Sunny. Sunny gave us five stars, much appreciated. And wrote, these stories are totally awesome. My favorite is Stone Soup. But could you make the stories a little more creative other than just retell Aladdin or any movies? Perhaps something like The Forbidden Forest or Where Did the King Go? Other than that, I think it's a great podcast and keep it up. Firstly, we love hearing from you guys. Secondly, we really want to hear what you want. However, it's really tricky to get permission to record modern stories. We've had some great modern authors, such as the amazing Jamie Ricks, Matthew Khalil, and Aliana Faras. But mostly, we search high and low for public domain stories, stories that are free to use. If you have any requests, send them our way. If they're not public domain, we will do our utmost to get permission. Send your suggestions to bkfkstorytime at gmail.com or contact us from our website, bykids4kids.co. In the meantime, we will continue our quest to find you good stories. In fact, this week's story wasn't found anywhere. We wrote it ourselves. It's called... A gassy tummy. <laughs> Boris had always been a fairly restless sleeper. The problem was his dreams. They were always about something utterly horrific, such as vegetarianism or sipping cocktails in the sun on a tropical beach. And worse. Now... He was moaning and groaning in his sleep. In his dream, he was being tormented by a clove of garlic the size of a horse. It had a pair of skinny arms and legs and a wicked smile on its garlicky face and was chasing Boris, laughing, hands outstretched. Soon, another garlic monster appeared and another and another. Boris was done for. I am doomed. He cried, collapsing on the ground as the insane garlicky laughter reached a deafening pitch. Help! 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 He woke up in a panic with a bang. Oof! His head hit something hard. Stupid coffin, he muttered. 
Ach, what a dream. He rubbed his forehead, then turned himself into a small misty cloud and drifted through the cracks in the lid of the coffin in which he had been sleeping. He turned back into his human shape, stretched and pulled apart the blood-red curtain. Ah, he said with a toothy smile as he looked approvingly up at the full moon. Tonight is going to be a bloody good night. Singing to himself, he began to dress. Oh, what a beautiful evening. He put on his crisp black suit. Oh, what a beautiful night. He fastened his black cloak. Oh, what a wonderful feeling. And pulled on his black boots. Fresh blood from a beautiful bite. There was something different about Boris. I would have imagined you'd have guessed by now. It's obvious. He hated garlic. He slept in a coffin. He woke up at night. He wore a black cloak, could transform into a misty cloud, spoke in a Russian accent, fantasized about fresh blood. Surely you must know, Boris was a vampire. learning to be a vampire. He'd only recently begun vampiring after being bitten a few decades ago by a more senior vampire. Perhaps the most notorious vampire of all, the dreaded Count Dracula, who'd been terrorizing the poor people of Transylvania for centuries. Boris, on the other hand, was still learning the ropes. He needed a lot more practice if he wanted to become a count. Let's take hair, for example. A vampire's hair should be slicked back over his head, perhaps with hair gel or mousse, resulting in an impeccably neat, gleaming round head. Boris didn't get this quite right. He would typically wake up, get dressed, slick his hair back and quite satisfied with his villainous appearance he'd step outside into the windswept gloom of Transylvania he would then stride through the streets leering menacingly at passers-by who seemed to be more amused by him than scared you see vampires can't see their reflections in mirrors if Boris could have seen his reflection in a shop window, he would have been devastated to see that his hair had been blown into a wild soccer ball-like shape by the wind and then held in place by his hair gel. To make matters worse, his evil laugh was not quite the <laughs> of Dracula, but more of a... <laughs> of a deranged mouse. Despite this, Boris was still a vampire. Not a very good one, but a vampire nevertheless. And now, he was hungry for blood! 
He stood proudly at the window of his castle, dramatically whipped his cloak around himself, and then turned into a bat. He fluttered away to town to begin the hunt. In his search for a victim, he flew into bedroom windows. Too thin. Into Italian restaurants. Ugh, too much garlic. Into the carpenter's workshop. Pah, too many sharp pieces of wood. And then into a dark alley where he saw a middle-aged, exotic-looking gentleman slowly walking with his stick. Perfect, thought Boris, and transformed into human form in front of the man. He wasted no time, raising his hands up to the night sky, mouth open in an evil laugh, revealing two needle-like vampire teeth, while shouting, Prepare to meet your doom. Now, before I describe the gruesome details of what happens next, I think it's necessary for me to tell you about another kind of magical creature. Dragons! I'm sure most of you are keen readers and therefore probably know a good deal about dragons. But for those of you that don't, you might need to consult an expert on all things supernatural, magical, mythical and monstrous. Lucky for you, that happens to be me. Dragons are fearsome, huge winged reptiles, incredibly intelligent and armed with vicious teeth. Their most deadly weapon, however, is their breath. Some, like the white dragon, breathe freezing ice. The black dragon, noxious acid. But the most famous of all is the red dragon, which breathes fire. Dragons mostly spend their time terrorizing townsfolk, capturing princesses, and barbecuing valiant knights in shining armor. A little known fact about dragons is that many of them can shapeshift. They can transform their body into that of a human. to Boris the Vampire. That middle-aged man he was about to feast on? Well, he was none other than a red dragon in human form. And sure enough, his nostrils flared flames as he transformed into a huge, red, scaly, muscly, angry dragon. The dragon roared, opened its mouth wide enough to reveal rows of deadly razor-sharp teeth and blew out a terrible, monumental ball of fire.
any normal human would have been reduced to a smoking pile of ash. But Boris was a vampire. He could turn himself into a misty cloud, which is exactly what he did. The flame vanished. The dragon had given it his all, breathing out every last bit of air in his lungs. But there was no pile of ash. Disappointed, it breathed in again, sucking in the cloud of mist, which was Boris. Boris had thought himself very crafty and transformed himself back into human shape. Where am I? He asked. It's so dark in here. Slimy. Stinky. Hot. He was in the dragon's stomach. Oh, no. He cried. How could I have been so stupid? He tried banging on the walls of the dragon's tummy. Nothing happened. He bit into it. Again, nothing. I am doomed. He sobbed. This is the end of me. Boris the fearsome vampire slowly digested inside a dragon's stomach. He collapsed pathetically to wait for his sorry end. His clothes had just begun to dissolve in the stomach juices when he had an idea. Maybe, just maybe, he thought, I can make this dragon burp if I can just make his stomach as upset as possible. He will burp me out and I will be free. Boris began to scratch around in the stomach for anything that might help. A princess's crown? No good. A sheep skeleton? Forget it. A wheelbarrow? What kind of dragon is this? He continued to desperately scratch around until his hand felt something. Aha! He had found a suit of armor and a sword. Clearly some unlucky knight was no match for this dragon. Ha! I will escape. I will leave this dragon the way I came in. I will make this dragon make the world's biggest burp. He picked up the sword and with all his might plunged it into the walls of the dragon's stomach. The walls of the dragon's tummy clenched tightly. Boris was instantly sucked through some dark, slimy, stinky tubes somewhere inside the dragon. He was whooshed this way and that. But for some reason, his escape back through the dragon's mouth was taking longer than expected. Eventually, with a loud boom, he was thrown out of the dragon, smashed against a wall, and collapsed in a heap. Exhausted, he looked up, expecting to see the dragon's jaws coming for him. Instead, 
He was looking at the dragon's tail. No. He gasped. No. He looked down again. His tattered clothes were covered in a stinky, slimy substance. No, 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 no. He cried again in disgust as he realized that he had not escaped through the dragon's mouth. He had come out the other side. No. Boris had escaped the dragon. He wasn't proud of how he'd done it, but he'd done it. And for the rest of his days, no matter how he washed and scrubbed and smothered himself in perfume, he was forevermore the smelliest vampire in Transylvania. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bye Kids for Kids Storytime. Performed by Maya Degenhardt and Max and Ruby Hughes. Hey guys, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It is one of the best ways to support BKFK Storytime.